Welcome to the Beacon Way Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Christensen and Adrian Wilkerson, talk shop about what really works in today's digital marketing world. As the co-founders of Beacon Media and Marketing, Jennifer and Adrian have been a part of digital marketing since its early stages in the mid-2000s. Tune in as they shine light on what works and what doesn't in the ever-changing world of digital marketing for small businesses. Hello and welcome back everybody to episode 17 of The Beacon Way. Today we're going to dig into a bunch of the nitty gritty of how to actually put together your marketing calendar. So you've built all your strategy stuff, you've identified your target market, you've got your web page on your website all set up for conversions to make it an effective part of your sales process. And so now what do you do? You've got all these pieces. You've got this plan. How do you actually walk this out in a way that impacts your business in a positive way? So that's what we're going to dig into today. So one of the first parts is you got to decide how much time you have to devote to marketing. So that's one of the first questions that we feel like you need to be able to answer. So what are some aspects of that, Jennifer, that you kind of coach people through when they're starting to do this? How do you kind of help them figure out how much time is necessary versus maybe how much time they might actually have? The way I usually approach that question is depending on where you're at in the level, the growth of your company. So if you're at the startup phase, you probably have more time than money. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be doing a lot of it yourself. You still have to be at that point. I most of us know, I mean, this is such a common business mantra now. I think most of us know as soon as you can outsource to your weakness, you do it as soon as possible. Right. Because that's going to grow your business faster. So taking those two concepts in mind, you know, where are you at in the growth of your company? Do you have more time than money? And then what are your strengths? I combine those two things for the question. So let's say your strength is you're a really good salesperson and you're really good at, you know, writing good copy to persuade people. So you may want to, you know, really take the time that you do have in the beginning to really focus on writing great content for your website, writing social posts in which you're talking about the value and what you provide. If that's something that you have a good skill set at in digital marketing, there are tools out there that can make things easier. A lot of people know about Canva you know, there's even, you know, programs online and things like that that can create some of the pieces for you. I guess I would really caution stepping outside of your strength, though, even if you Uh do have the time. Because if you start trying to be a graphic designer, you know, that is going to completely pull you away from the core of your business. So better just to have a lot of really great content posts. If that's what you're good at, focus Uh on what you're good at, period. Focus on your strength. And then most people pretty quickly, you know, once they get the business up and going, they've hit a certain level of success. Let's say you're at, you know, quarter million, 300,000 a year, you might be able to at that point really start outsourcing more heavily. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple different ways to do this. You can outsource to freelancers, you can outsource to an agency like us, you can outsource or even bring somebody in house. Mm-hmm. And there's advantages and disadvantages to each of those as you're making that decision, it really, again, comes back to time, strength, what you're trying to accomplish. You know, if you've got a a full marketing plan, that's omni-channel, that's multi-platform, you probably need an agency Mm -hmm. because agencies are going to have, you know, 
the staff that can handle each piece of it in an expert manner and best practice that you're actually going to save money, you know, if you pick the right one. If you're looking for maybe just a couple key pieces to market your business, like videos, your strength and content, and that's what you want to focus on, you might be probably can hire a freelancer to do those. Mm-hmm. But it's not a full marketing plan. And then some people really just work better with somebody in house, mm-hmm. even if they can't do all the things you want them to do. But if that's just your style to start with, you know, getting that person in house can be a good first step. And then once you've grown to a certain point, that person can start hiring people outside right. to build business. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's business questions, it's budget questions, but it's also just what are your goals? How fast are you trying to grow? What's going to get you, what's going to achieve that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and one thing we see a lot of businesses struggle with when they get to that point of like, okay, I'm ready to bring on some help in this marketing area. And we see, at least in my experience, more often than not, businesses decide to hire a marketing person in-house. And they but the the trap that we see a lot of businesses fall into with that is they hire this marketing person and assume that they can do everything. And that is not the case anymore with digital marketing. I mean, when Jennifer and I first started 10 years ago, we knew how to do literally every piece of this business. And in fact, we were learning how to do it at night and teaching our staff how to do it in the morning or during the day because it was all so new. Everything was new and raw and it was everybody was learning. But that was 10 years ago. So now the business, the industry has become very, very specialized. And so the skill set that it takes to do the analytics and to do the technical stuff like Google Ads is a very different skill set than it takes to be an effective blogger and to create social content. And so just to give the business owners out there, hopefully you don't make the same kind of go down the same path, but there is really no magic bullet where there's one person who can do it all. If you're wanting to do all pieces that range from the technical to the creative, like Jennifer said, it is important that you outsource that either to a group, a bunch of different freelancers who specialize in those different areas, which carries the challenge of managing a whole bunch of different people, or you go with an agency or you stay small. And you have somebody that you hire in that just focuses on blogging or just on your social content or just on video, like Jennifer said, you are going to be so much more effective with your marketing if you just know from the start, whomever you hire is probably going to have one or two or three specialties, but they're not going to be able to do everything. There's just nobody out there who can do that anymore because the industry has become so specialized. So just know that's, like I said, that's a frustration we see with a lot of business owners. So like I hired a marketing person, they're doing this part great, but they're totally dropping the ball over here. And we're like, well, yeah, you're talking about two completely different skill sets now that didn't used to be the case, but that is where the industry has gotten to now. Yeah. And then when you combine the fact that marketing and sales have basically morphed and a lot of the budget or a lot of the focus that used to be on sales has now gone into marketing. So if you're thinking about that as a business owner, that can also be a really big issue. You might think, oh my gosh, I need more leads, I need more sales. So you hire a salesperson, but that's not how it works anymore. People don't want to talk to a salesperson. They want to research everything themselves. 92% of people want to see it all online and research and really sell themselves yeah. or not 
themselves and then they'll talk to somebody. Yeah. I'm not saying that that person isn't valuable. I'm just saying it's like it has so flipped the market. Right. So if you're expecting your marketing person to also be pre-selling and, you know, getting all this for your business, that is not a task that one person can do, like you said, and have creative Mm -hmm. and have analytical. I mean, we have to split up platforms even between different departments because somebody's either generally very creative or very analytical, but not usually both. Mm-hmm. So the person that's running the back end, our lead, you know, paid ads person, they can focus on the analytical side, but then we have somebody else doing the graphics mm-hmm. and that balances. So I'm just trying to imagine one person trying to do that all. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't exist anymore. And it, it's kind of that you know, maybe jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. If you do get somebody who says they can do it all, I would say they probably are not going to do it all well. They will probably have a few pieces that they will do very, very well. And the other stuff will be really difficult for them if they can do it at all. And it's not even any one person's fault. It's just where the industry has gone now, where you need both the highly analytical technical people for certain pieces of it, and then the creative piece as well. And you need visual as well as actual written content. And so that it's just become much more specialized than it used to be. Yeah. It's thrilling for us and it's very challenging all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. So Jennifer, what would you say to a you know business startup, let's say, or somebody just getting into marketing, if they can only do, I don't know, let's say five hours a week for marketing, yeah. what would you recommend that they start with? Which What would be your main thing to focus on? It would vary a little bit depending on what type of business it is, and then also what their personal strengths are. Overall, the two things that If I had five hours a week, the two things that I would focus on just myself would be video and content. If it's business to business, it would be content on LinkedIn because you can build an entire business just from that one platform. And if you're in the business to business world, like five hours a week would have a significant impact. If it was a service-based business or business to consumer, I would probably pick one or two social channels. And that's where I would you know, find my target market, pick one or two social channels and go all in. Mm-hmm. That's not enough time to really, it's not enough time to even do multi-platform mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. So it, it would make more sense to go in deeper on one or two that are more likely to produce those results. That's Absolutely. what I would do. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think I would definitely, again, like you said, there's factors involved. But yeah, I would say business to business, you definitely want to be on LinkedIn. There's no two ways about that. you know. And one of the great things about LinkedIn is it can be a blogging platform as well as a social platform. And they've just rolled out Business Manager, which I think we're going to be talking about in our next episode. So that one platform alone, in some ways, again, if you're targeting businesses especially, gives you a lot of distance with one platform to focus on. Mm-hmm. So you can publish long format blogs, which are great for long-term, you know, the blogs don't typically sell fast, you know, or they, they don't produce results necessarily tomorrow, but they're a great long game sort of investment. But the social content can get you out there on LinkedIn very quickly, and you could even do ads. So you can kind of do a trifecta if you're doing, especially business to business. 
Business yeah. to consumers, a little more difficult from that standpoint, but I agree with you on video. I love that now video has become very casual. So this is not a thing of, you know, your video needing to be produced professionally by a whole video crew. You know, your iPhone camera with some good lighting is, is great. Yeah. So yeah, I love the videos become more casual because it's now approachable by anybody that's willing to put themselves out there and it doesn't have to be some spectacular expensive thing. Really how genuine you are and how real you are matters more than how perfect your lighting is or whatnot. I mean, Gary Vee is a great example of that. I mean, he's got tons of noise going on in most of his videos, they are very spur of the moment, but that's yeah. part of what has, you know, that's part of his branding too, but that it has really kind of made that even more mainstream, which makes it that much more approachable for business owners yeah. to get in there and create some short, fast videos and, you know, work those into your social, social content. So especially if you're B2B, I think LinkedIn is one of your best, best bang for your buck for the time spent really. So if you've got more time, great. But I would say most business owners, probably five hours a week is pushing it even for the amount of marketing. Well, especially a startup, like you're doing everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. But the leverage, there's a lot of social media, like Jennifer said, apps out there where you can actually schedule out your content. And that I think is one of the best things for business owners, do some time blocking, block a chunk of time out and schedule some of your stuff out there because consistency is the number one piece. So if you can only post once a week, do it and stay consistent. Don't stress about, oh my gosh, I can't post on Twitter 18 times a day. Well, then don't go with Twitter. Go with a platform like LinkedIn or even Facebook or, you know, if it's, if you can TikTok, go for it, but be consistent. That's the biggest thing we can do. It's better for you to post less and be consistent than try to post a ton and not be consistent. So pick a rhythm you can stick with. I think, you know, and even if you only have one hour a week, just be consistent, whatever you can do. That's the biggest name of the game. It's those baby steps to getting where you need to get. And sometimes your stuff will go viral, but don't sweat it if it doesn't go viral. Like it's a slow build sometimes. And yeah, people are watching you, whether you realize it or not too. So yeah. it's, if you're just consistent with your message, I, as you were talking, Adrian, I was just thinking, this might be a good ending for today, but I was just thinking that digital marketing is so much like your health plan mm. or one, like 80% of the results come from nutrition, but everybody wants to focus on exercise, right? So it feels easier, I think, or mm-hmm. something. So that's true in digital marketing. You know, 80% of the results generally come from those like consistent step-by-step non-sexy approaches where you're just putting your information out there in a way that relates to people and they share and it's educational, but we all focus on like the top ones that seem, oh my gosh, I have to be here or I have to be doing that. And then the other thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. So what do, what do most of us do when we get stressed and we get overwhelmed, we stop working out and we stop eating well it happens in marketing all the time. Yes. So it's, you don't have any business, right? And so you start marketing And then you get some business. Well, now you can't, you don't have time to keep marketing. And then you lose, and then you lose momentum. Yep. 
And that is just the worst. Mm-hmm. So the worst time, as as most of you guys probably know, to start with your marketing plan and implementing it is when you know you're desperate for sale. It's not the worst time to start. The worst thing that can happen is that once things actually start to take off, you stop. Right. Yeah. And everyone does it. Everyone struggles with that until you figure out a rhythm and a plan to be consistent. Right. And the time to ratchet up your marketing plan is when you're doing good. Yeah. You're always investing for that next downturn because that's just the way business is. It's, you know, it's that dip coming back up that dip again. And each dip usually isn't as deep as the one before, but you don't want to be caught in the bottom of that dip. And like, oh crap, I turned my marketing off three weeks ago. And that's probably why you're in the dip. It's part of it. So, you know, it's, we see it all the time. Like Jen said, it's one of the most common things. And so don't slow down your marketing, ratchet it up, no matter how many leads are coming in the door, because what you're doing today is you're investing in for next month or three months from now or six months from now. And that's why, because what you're, the leads that are coming in today are from what you did a month ago, three months ago, six months ago. That's why you never want to stop marketing. That's why you never want to slow it down. Well, and our, I mean, some of our best clients have come from blogs that we did how many years ago? Oh, I mean, it's not even just months. Now? Yeah. Years. Yeah. Years ago. But, yeah. Yeah. And some of those blogs we've updated and, you know, rewritten, but foundationally they might've been written seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. started producing traffic, started producing people coming to our website. And then we just kept updating them so that it was more relevant, but that was established a long time ago. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today on our part two, episode 17 of building out your marketing calendar and why it's important to decide how much time you have so that you can be consistent. So come join us next week for episode 18. And we're going to be talking about how to roll out your strategy. And we're going to be focusing on some of the ad platforms and like Facebook and LinkedIn and Google Ads Manager. So we look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Beacon Way. We hope you enjoyed it and had some good takeaways. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give us some stars on your podcast channel of choice. For more information, tips, and notes from the show, check us out at beaconmm.com. For more information on how Beacon can help market your business, email us at welcome at beaconmm.com.